Podcasting from the CRW studio, this is the Two Drink Minimum with your hosts, Henny and Patron. Cheers, college football fanatics, and welcome to the Two Drink Minimum. I am Dan Patron, and with me as always is Kevin Hennigan. Tonight, a Syracuse Orange preview episode. The ACC is playing. Dino's house, whose house? Dino's house is rebuilt, and Tommy DeVito is crazy tan. Henny and Patron are back next on the two drink minimum. That was a smooth pop. That was. I was distracted. He's really tan. Have DeVito? you seen him? No. Have you seen him? I have not. Tommy DeVito is crazy Italian. New Jersey tan. Like, that's how he rolls. All right. That's the Tommy DeVito. That's how he rolls. You mentioned the new house, Kevin, so right away. Kevin, we've think? never done this before. All right, we're going we're gonna to review. We had a bunch of people ask us. We had a bunch of people. We are from Syracuse. Henny and Patron is, um, you know, national, international, whatever you want to call it. We have a couple Canadian listeners. I always see on Anchor that we have a couple Canadian listeners. So, you know, we have people listening from all over the place, but we've had some of our Syracuse friends, we're from Syracuse, ask us to do a Syracuse Orange episode. So we're going to give it a go. We, we gave the Buffalo Bills draft preview a go, um, which was hilarious, if anything else. And, and so now we're going to give the Syracuse Orange preview a go, which fits right into the ACC preview. We've been off for a little while, a little rusty, a little rusty. Give us a little break. But the Syracuse Orange are an intriguing team this year, and I think that there's a lot to talk about, up to and including Tommy DeVito's tan. And the new home. And the new home. So I interrupted you. You go ahead. You go ahead. You travel down into the city, uh, down to Syracuse every day. You mean like because I have a job? Because you have a job. I have a job. It just starts in (laughs) September, okay, for the record. Uh, (laughs) They, uh, as you drive down there and you see the, the new look of the dome, what are your feelings there as you drive down? I don't get to see it every day like you I do. I like it. I think it's going to be awesome. Man. I, I, like, like, I mean, yeah. people like can't get out of their own way. You know, it's new, so it sucks. You know, I, I don't buy into that. It's cool. I think it's going to be great. They're putting the AC in. You're going to get a little bit of that transparent panels. So you'll be able to see the beautiful fall Syracuse weather while you're sitting in the dome. I mean, it's going to be great. One of the one of the biggest complaints I had about the Dome is that in September, October, I would have rather been outside. For all the football games, I really would prefer to be outside. But I'm a Bills fan, so yeah, I mean, when you're sitting in the Bills Stadium, which it's now called, if, in case you didn't Marv see Marv Levy Stadium. It, it, you know, I would prefer to be outside, but Syracuse is a Dome, Orange is the new fast, you know, they're doing their thing. But this is the best of both worlds, really. They're going to do the AC. They're going to have the new age roof. They're going to have some transparent panels. So you have this natural sunlight coming through. This is going to be awesome. This is going to be awesome. Now, the team is what we're here to discuss, though. Like, how is the team going to be? That it, the format tonight. How do you want to do this tonight? Uh, you know, I thought the format tonight could be let's kind of talk about the team for a few minutes. Let's talk about it overall, what they look like. And then, besides for Tommy DeVito's tan, let's talk about, like, actual position oh, players. Oh, okay. Um, you know, it's, it's what was that show called with the New Jersey something or another? What was that show on MTV? 
Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore. Yeah. <laughs> that dude looks straight up at Jersey Shore. It's incredible. He's from New Jersey. It's we incredible. could run through the. I'd like to just overall like get your thoughts on Go the team. Go through then, the schedule. The, like, yeah. Okay. As right. soon as the schedule came out and they dropped their games, they don't have some of those matchups. I forget who it was supposed to be this year. One of the directional Michigan schools, maybe like a Holy Cross, Colgate, some schools like that that they've dropped. As soon as the schedule came out that the ACC created – I was going through. I love doing that. The wins and losses. They were supposed to play Notre Dame, anyways, right? Correct. That's the deal at Notre Dame, and that stayed. Okay, so that stayed. So, okay, you know, look, this is a team that lost a lot, right? When you look at this team, what has to jump off the page is a not very good defense that actually also loses a bunch off of that defense. And I know that you want to get into that. Before we get into that, let me just say beer that i'm about to be pouring while you're talking warhouse warhorse brewing company finger lakes new york it's it's rochester new york this is the nitro breakfast with churchill oatmeal coffee stout a little bit different than the usual ipas that we do but let's get into it warhorse is fantastic warhorse is a great brewery warhorse is a great brewery we don't usually get into the individual team previews so we might as well get into a beer that we don't usually get into, too. It fits. Kevin, the guys lost. I mean, what do you see there? You bring up the defense, and that's a good place for us to start because you look at the Dino Babers era, and we're drawn to – you think of Dungy and the upset of Clemson and the close call with Clemson. But this – the defense is something that – I don't want to be – I'm going to be negative right away, I guess, to start. But I'm a little – I'm more than a little. I'm concerned about – this defense don't be here. negative homer george would be angry if when homer angry. george is part of this he'll swing us back the other way but i mean the orange is the new fast that you brought up the downside is how much are the defenses on the field three of the four years three of the last four years they have given up the most yards in the acc just looking at acc only stats because that's essentially where they're living this year they're giving up the most yards which means your defense is on the field so much i am concerned when you see alton robinson kendall coleman your linebacking core is gone a couple of your corners are gone could it be a good thing i I thought those were pretty good players on the defensive line when you'll get to production they had not last year two years ago robinson gets drafted robinson's an nfl draft pick and kendall coleman he just got cut this week but he was he's a guy who could end up in a training camp over the next few weeks I'm concerned defensively about this team. Is this up-tempo offensive style, was it a, a trendy thing? Do they need to think about that? The right. defense has me concerned. Right. But, I mean, when, when you look at the defense and when you look at what Dino Babers has done and how he recruits, he brings in like four or five defensive backs every single recruiting class. And he's got some freaks back there. I mean, when when you look at – who everybody has, what sort of secondaries teams have. And then you look at, on top of that, guys who have opted out, like Virginia Tech has guys that have opted out. Some of these different teams have have guys that have opted out. Syracuse quite possibly has the best secondary in the ACC. I mean, they've got really, really good guys back there. I just assume Clemson and Notre Dame have better secondaries. And and I understand that. I understand that. I mean, they, they both are just restock, reload. Right. But Andre Cisco is an NFL guy. He's an NFL draft pick. Trill Williams is going to be a guy that probably gets considered for the NFL. He's he's 
you know, at least a very, very good college defensive back. So they have some guys back there. The problem that they have is going to be that front seven. Can you stop anybody on the run? So when you talk about is Orange is the new fast, they they really they haven't had a problem stopping the pass as much as they've had a problem just getting stampeded upon. Stampeded upon. Oh, you got stats. Well, I mean, I just wrong. you said they haven't stopped the pass. They gave up but, the twelfth most yards passing last year so they were the, the third ACC? worst team in the against acc opponents there's 75 acc teams right uh hopefully <laughs> but i like i was i looked at these numbers today and i when i looked at the trend and i saw that they have finished it outside of the top 10 in passing yards given up and it might it's not necessarily reflected a talent it's how much they're on the field right and i think even with that it's it's how much they're on the field and then how much they're having to stack the box to stop the run because they can't stop anybody on the run they're, uh, speaking I, yeah i was gonna shout, they, you know don't I mean, do that are, either are they 15th in stopping the run there's i mean they, 14 teams. they were atrocious so they were they were last teams, last year so they, they have the most rushing yards last so, year so you know they, they're atrocious at stopping the run so then you try to overcompensate for that and then all of a sudden your pass defense suffers. You know, you got guys out on an island. You got guys going, you know, one-on-one. There's no zone. There's no nothing out there. So, you know, I think that the passing defense can be jaded by two things. One, like you mentioned, they're on the field all the time. But two, they got eight, nine guys in the box, and everybody's one-on-one everywhere on the outside. Because eyeball test tells me these guys can cover people. I agree. They do have some talented, big defensive backs. Cisco is great. Thank you. There you go. The concerns defensively with the players um, that they had not getting to the quarterback, not stopping the run, struggling against the pass, may be neutralized by this switch now. So you're changing your defensive strategy. If we briefly talk about the defensive coordinator position was kind of a show for a couple months up on the hill because Zach Arnett, they're all going this Rocky Long, San Diego State 3-3-5 defensive formation. So you bring in a guy, he leaves for Mississippi State after a couple weeks. but Which if you can't get enough big uglies on campus, then you just get as many athletes as you can. Get your best players on the field. And it seems like that's their approach. a terrible strategy for for a program that struggles to get those top four five-star guys along the defensive line. All right, why have your fifth best defensive back sitting on the sideline when maybe that guy is one of your top 12, 13 players? So that, I like that we broke it down to build it up. So we got a little negative. We had some concerns defensively. But what we are excited about is new defensive coordinator, new defensive backs coach, new formation defensively. And they have some young linebackers now. You graduated a couple of players that were here for a few years led you in tackles, but now you've got Mikel Jones, Tyrell Richards. You have some players to be excited about that are new. So if your defense wasn't very good, okay, well, let's see what these dudes can do. Let's right. see make I some mean, plays. Mikel Jones came out of high school and was, by some recruiting composites, was a four-star guy. You know, I mean, this guy was was a dude that was supposed to be a dude. So he played like it last year. Yeah, and, and he started as a he played. He didn't start. It, it, well, he, did he start a couple games last year? I mean, he played a significant. Yeah, I don't know amount if he started because they had those seniors uh, you know, that played. I, but he played a significant amount of time, and he was 
good, competent, true freshman. He's hit the weight room, put on some pounds, ready to go this year. I mean, I'm excited to see what Mikael Jones can do. And, you know, so the linebacking crew, as much as you say they weren't good and they lost those guys, and I say that the general you, I'm not saying that you said that, although that maybe you said that. Well, they know. struggled defensively. They, they lost seniors who were really overmatched anyways. You know what I mean? It's not like they lost, you know, ACC All-Americans or guys that went to the pros. I mean, they lost guys that they plugged in because they needed to be plugged Lakeem in. Lakeem Williams had a good career, Terry. The couple years, he, he had a good career. He was 13 All-ACC, I believe, last year. But now you are, yeah, you're getting some new blood in there. You've moved positions. Right? Steve Lynn, the defensive end, now that guy's going to be moving to linebacker. A couple guys, they didn't know what to do with Tyrell Richards in their traditional defensive setup. So, yeah, you're getting to move guys maybe into some hybrid positions, and we're going to see what kind of plays they make. Tyrell Richards is a guy who, you know, it would be good to keep an eye on. He's, he's a little bit taller and more upright than you'd like a linebacker to be, but he's fast. He can make some plays. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what he can do in there. I, I don't think that he's – a bad player, it's tough when you are in the ACC and you've got these freaks of nature everywhere. you know. And I think that that's what Syracuse has. Is Syracuse has good players all over the place, and sometimes they're going up against freaks of nature. That's true. All right, so defensively, we know it's going to be – we're trusting that secondary, new guys in, in that front seven like you mentioned. Didn't get to see anything during the spring – we're going to talk about their games coming up here, but before we move on to specific games, offensively, what are you feeling about them coming into the season? It's Tommy DeVito. I, I mean, you, ha you have to take a look at Tommy DeVito and say, can he take that next step, right? Because he wasn't, he wasn't bad last year. I mean, I think that you sent me, you texted me, that he had one of the higher completion percentages of, you know, top third in college football, right? You said he was like in the 30s or in right. the 40s. You have that number there as to completion percentage. But interestingly enough, he, you know, he took a lot of sacks as well. So here's a guy who held it for too long if it wasn't there. You know, I mean, if you want to say – Hey, he's right up there with with his completion percentage. He had a pretty good completion percentage, but he also took a lot of sacks. I'm a guy that watched the games and was at the games. And I what I saw out of Tommy DeVito is that he held on to the ball for too long. So that gives that gives way to his high number of sacks and that gives way to his you know, good completion percentage. Because if you don't throw it, you get sacked and you don't get an incompletion. And to go further with that, his interceptions were really far down. I think he threw like five interceptions for the year. So in your mind, you're like, he didn't have a good year. He probably threw a bunch of picks. That I, I think you're spot on with that. He was holding on to the ball, didn't want to force it, doesn't want to turn the ball over, but you end up with sacks. And that goes hand-in-hand hand with the offensive line. That offensive line had a, a freshman right tackle. You were breaking some guys in, moving them in different positions. They a lot of them are back this year with that offensive line. You bring in a transfer from George, uh, from Florida, 
and he's going to step in and play guard for you right away. So you have another year of experience with that O-line. DeVito, another year of experience. I think that we're going to see significant improvement from him. Who he's throwing to is a tricky situation. With Babers, since he's been here, they've had some very good receiving cores returning year after year. 100%. This is one of those years that I'm not as confident just because I, I don't know. Both Taj Harris and Nikeem Johnson, their numbers dropped last year from two years ago. So it's, I guess, the least proven group that he has coming. But he has shown – Babers has shown the ability to take receivers and put them in positions where they can perform at a really high level. And I am – Hopeful that we can see the same thing from Harris and Johnson this year. I'm looking at the sheet that you emailed me today. Can I say that this is really impressive? <laughs> this is really nice, Kevin. What, what are you what, looking what, at? What you put together. Sheet one of, of the Syracuse Orange football that you put together. Look, I mean, I, I think, it, it, is it the chicken or the egg? You know, is it Dino Babers or is it these guys? Because Dino Babers has got guys – you know, at, at Tuawe and and um, and Tristan Jackson and these guys that have come in and looked like world beaters, and it's it's not like these guys are NFL draft picks. In fact, there are any of them in the NFL. All, all of these guys are Steve Ishmael. All of these guys are undrafted guys. I did I you tell know, you the who maybe like landed on a practice squad or or, or things like that. Yeah, so Riley got it, cut, Ishmael got right, cut. So, so I mean, when when you had uh, Etuawe come in from Maryland on a transfer, nobody was expecting anything out of this kid, and yet you got something. Setting records at Syracuse. Steve Ishmael, you went, you know, well, he's good. He's got good hands. He's not huge. He's not fast. He's not this. He's not that. Great. Great career under Dino Babers. Swerving Irvin Phillips, another one. Swerving Irvin Phillips. It, so, I mean, is it really these guys, or is it just plug and play Dino Babers? Because he just plugs and plays guys. And we can see that again. Everywhere he goes. For, uh, Harris, Johnson, those are guys this year that are going to make that next, next step. I, like you just mentioned, his system seems to highlight these players. He knows how to put them in position. Cam Jordan did leave, so you lost one of the guys you thought would start. But a player I want Syracuse fans thinking about is Eddie Hendricks. That's a guy I want you thinking about. He was highly thought of as a recruit coming in. He's big. He's 6'3". I think of watching Custis go yep. down the sidelines. Kid out of Florida. Him, Kid out throwing of Florida, him the ball right? there he's from. I think he's out of Florida. But you th like, I just picture Custis down the sideline. Same kind of thing I want to see here from Hendricks. He hasn't gotten many opportunities yet but the receivers although unproven babers has shown like you mentioned the ability to coach these guys up and get them ready to well go. there was another one i mean that you just mentioned custis right there is, is another guy and and when you're looking at this syracuse team you have to say at least they're returning an offensive line with some cohesiveness. There's a lot there's, of co there's, a lot of there's it. a bunch of guys back. There's a bunch of guys that have played. So this is a Syracuse offense that should be able. You lose Mo Neal. You lose your leading rusher. Last two years he led them. But uh, you know Abdul Adams, who would maybe be the starter at Oklahoma this year if he hadn't transferred. Wow. Yeah. With everybody wow. with with everybody that they they just had uh 
you know, their their leading rusher opt out. They have another guy injured. I mean, Abdul Adams might be the the, the starter for Oklahoma this year. So he's back. Jervion Howard is silly fast. I mean, he's coming in. So they've got they've got some guys that are gonna be able to tote the ball. They've got an offensive line that's back. It's it's not a bad team. This is not a bad team. Although they're being picked, you know, 10th, yeah. 11th in the ACC. And yeah. it, I, I think that that all comes down to, you know, Tony DeVito, happy feet last year. Tony DeVito, afraid to throw the ball deep. Tony DeVito, like, it, it, if you would talk about Syracuse football, every single pundit would come back to Tony DeVito, Tony DeVito, Tony DeVito. Tommy. Tommy DeVito. Yeah. Did I say Tony? You might have just said it Tony. It should be Tony. I like that name. Hey, Tony. <laughs> hey, Tony. Hey, I'm Tony. Sorry, that tan threw me off. I thought it might have been Tony. They they do have the players offensively. And that's I, I trust I, I believe in this offense. They can put up points. They've got the receivers that are gonna step up. The running backs without Mo Neal, some guys are gonna make some plays. Jawar Jordan might be your new Irv Phillips. He could be in that position for a lot of people oh, hoping that they try call. to like, good call. you know, get, I, I've seen, that's not just, you know, I've seen people saying like, let's put that guy in that position. No, you have, Kevin you have two solid tight ends with Hackett and Benson. So you have the pieces there offensively. O-line is back. Defense needs to step up. And that was my focus. And I want to get into the schedule now with you because when I looked at their first game and we can run through it, and are you ready to go through the schedule? hundred percent. Because when, we're we gonna put it up. Win, loss. Yes. Win, loss. We'll, I got. I have a piece a, of paper right here. To write down. Sheet? You have a crib sheet to write okay. down, and okay. we'll keep track of this. Okay. I like doing this with all the teams. I like when their schedule comes out. I right away like going through win, loss, win, loss. I think that's a fun exercise. But why I focused on the defense was that opening game for them at North Carolina. That is a tough first game. It's an exciting tough. first game because this is your kickoff classic. Mm-hmm. When like you're usually see Alabama play USC or Ohio State play somebody big that you're getting these big teams to make a statement. They have that opportunity because UNC is a team that is on the rise this season. There's a lot of hype around that quarterback, around that program. You go to their place for the first game this year. And you are going to have to prove you can stop somebody because that is an offense that brings all their dudes back yep. and they can put up points on you if you're not careful. Sam Howell uh, was the uh, ACC freshman of the year last year. Put up record-setting numbers as a freshman quarterback. Was incredible. We talked about him you know, all year. But the, the thing about UNC that's interesting is all of their games – Within seven points. You know, all of their games, close games. Do they play down to opponents? Do they play up to opponents? Like, what does this team do? I have that game as a loss. They're going on the road to UNC. I think Sam Howell is probably right behind Trevor Lawrence as as the second-best quarterback in the ACC right now. How dare you? How dare you? Because the U has De'Ara King. I, I'm still I'm with Howell over Derek King. I think Derek King is, is 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 great. I mean, what we'll get to Derek King is probably the best transfer into the conference this year. But 
Sam Howell, what he did as a freshman was remarkable. And now they've got to go down to his place, play him first year. Maybe they catch a sophomore slump and pull out a win. I don't see it. I see this as a loss, but a close loss. 28-24. That would be great for Syracuse to play tight with UNC to start this game. In my research, the hours and hours of research I put in, I have found two programs in college football that return their quarterback, their top two rushers, and their top three wide receivers. Syracuse has to play both of them. One of them is North Carolina. So the players, the running backs, Williams and Carter, the receivers with Daz Newsom and Diami Brown, you have excellent skill players, and Syracuse has to break in new players, a new scheme, limited time to figure all those things out. No warm-up games against a directional Michigan school. It's tricky. It's tough. Liberty. North Carolina's get yeah, Liberty. They'll get to Liberty, but maybe. <laughs> they won't get um, to Liberty. <laughs> that's true. That that's tough. And you when you're gonna play against a team like North Carolina, just to talk about them briefly, I, I a guy that I want to talk Chaz Surratt. Right. His brother did opt out, right? Yeah. So his brother Dude, announced he wasn't. He rolls playing. out dudes named Chaz Surratt and Storm Duck. Storm Duck was outstanding last I don't year. As a care freshman, if Storm he came Duck and he didn't even play. His name is name. Storm Duck, right? And he plays alongside Chaz Surratt. Like this team is 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 coming for you. Those two guys were great, and then you have your five star corner and Tony Grimes, who reclassified to join the team for this year. He's not come there to just sit. So you've got a five star corner out there playing with Storm Duck. They've had a couple of dudes opt out in that defensive backfield. That's a really fun team to watch. A very difficult first game for Syracuse. If they would win that game, tons of, tons of names on the all-name team. If they would, if they would win that game, if they're one and zero after that first game, I, I mean that's outstanding for them if they can pull that off. I also, I'm with you though. I see it being a loss. You're it, with all the new guys. You got a blowout. What do you think? I'm not ready to give you a score. When, when did you get close? When we, we can't get, do scores? No, I'm not doing a score right now. When we get into our, I'm not going to spoil that for everybody. We get into our weekly previews. Score. I'm trying Put to bring them back. I'm Put bringing them back. It, I've got maybe. an L. All right. Just, you're just going to do letters, no numbers. It saves me time. Okay. All right. They Pittsburgh. Also, yeah, we're away two weeks Pitt. in a row. Pitt. Look, they lost wide receiver Maurice for French. French. For French. <laughs> for French. Yep. Somehow, the, his last name starts with two Fs, which I've never seen. Um, I was at the Pitt game last year, and I thought that their defensive secondary was just not able to cover anybody. People talk about Pitt having a wonderful defense. They get after the quarterback, and the numbers suggest that they do get after the quarterback. But they could not cover anybody on the Syracuse team. I, I'm not a believer in Kenny Pickett, although he's been on Pitt for how many years? You say? I wrote this oh, is twelfth season at Pittsburgh. His twelfth season, yeah. I, I was thirty seventh. I was thirty seventh. I feel like he's been uh, there a long time, man. You know, it, I, I'm not a believer in Pitt. I, I think that Syracuse is going to own the Northeast with the Big Ten shut down. It's Syracuse's Northeast to win, and they beat Pittsburgh because they because Pittsburgh just can't cover anybody. They lost people out of their secondary. Uh, Dane Jackson, 
went to the Bills in the sec- seventh seventh round. Dane Jackson went to the Bills in the seventh round. That was their best corner last year. He's gone. I don't see them with the ability to to match up with the Syracuse offense. I'm going to give Syracuse a W at Pittsburgh. I'm with you there. That's one of those games. It's going to be an ugly game, tight game. Don't have a score for you. But Pittsburgh lost their best player. He opted out. That's I'm significant. To have a score. 24-17. 24-17. Those are good numbers on the board. So Jalen Twyman, he opts out. That's their best player, one of the best players in the conference. So a big positive for Pitt was, hey, they were the number one sacking team in the country. But you did lose one of those dudes. Paris Ford, that's a player in the secondary. You're unimpressed with their secondary. So I, I can trust you with that. At Pittsburgh is a win for Syracuse. The offensive line for Pittsburgh is solid. But I still think Syracuse one and one after two weeks. Georgia Tech. Tell me about what you think about that game. 9-26. So they're going to play. Syracuse is going to play the first three weeks of the season. Third week is September 26th versus Georgia Tech. That's the first home game that they're going to get. I believe this is one of those games that otherwise wasn't on their schedule but now is. Okay. I don't remember what the original schedule was. What do you got with Georgia Tech coming to town? Second year of the Jeff Collins It's a good time to catch Georgia Tech. This is going to be a different conversation a few years from now. But they're still doing that transition. Paul Johnson, it was a certain type of system they were running. There's a reason Jeff Collins was given a seven-year deal. Very few dudes. I mean, a lot of those five-year contracts you're seeing, seven years like he got, they understand the transition that needs to occur here. They're not a team that was effective in the air. They do have a very good running back in Jordan Mason, but he's not going to be enough. I like Syracuse in this game. Home game, Georgia Tech doesn't do anything that really scares you. You focus on that running back. And a stat that stood out to me about Georgia Tech is 40% of the time they went three and out last year. That cannot be good. I don't know where that stacks up with everybody else. It's got to be one of the worst. So you're – Getting to catch a team while they're still in transition, I, I like a win. You know, I don't know where forty percent of the time they went three and out stands, but I know that they were a hundred and twentieth in yards per play last year. Wait, you know what? Is there a hundred and thirty-four teams in college football? About it's only, that. It's only seventy-seven this year, so hundred and twentieth would be real bad this year. You're gonna focus on that sure. running back. I although when I first looked at this, it made me think of BC last year, Dan, because. With BC, it was like, you just stopped the running back. And then BC had two guys run for a couple, you know, 100 yards each. So that does, that's something that uh, popped into my mind. But I think they're 2-1. and one. I've got them beating Georgia Tech here. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, Georgia Tech, like you said, they're still rebuilding. There's still a lot, a lot of work to do in their rebuilding process. They, do they have their quarterback? Quarterback James Graham uh, looked okay in spots last year. He only passed for more than 100 yards four times, though. You know, I mean, that's 100 yards. You you have a running back go over 100 yards four times. You're like, maybe we got something. But when you have a quarterback go over 100 yards four times, I don't know that that's, that that's your guy. I don't see Georgia Tech being there yet. I've got Syracuse winning this. They're 2-1. and one, bye week, Moving then. on right. to the bye week. And then showing up to the fighting cut clips, October 10th, 
versus Duke. Another home game. Yeah. Oh, you were trying to sneak what I was writing down there? Because I've got a W. I went right away with a W for Duke. Was I supposed Duke. to give a score on Georgia Tech? You, I, you're saying you're going to. I'm not uh, going to force you. Let's do 27-14. They put it to them a little bit. With Duke, it's kind of like it's one of those teams when I see Duke. Just, Are you gonna write down twenty-seven fourteen? No, I haven't written down the scores. <laughs> I told you it would save me time and just write one letter each. The uh, Duke is one of those teams that I just disrespect when I just see the name like yearly. Like when I see yearly, they have you Duke, just go I'm not, like, you just go not Duke. a football team. Yeah, I see they're playing Duke. Like they're gonna beat Duke. It, this is football. They do bring Chase Bryce. Daniel Jones over. hates you. I'm okay with that. But Chase Bryce broke our hearts a few years ago. Syracuse fans know this guy. They remember what he did on that drive just a couple years ago down in Death Valley. So Cutcliffe does have someone under center that is a name we know. With a bunch of offensive line returning. That's true. With That's a, a good point. Line coming they've back. got some uh, transfer coming in also to help them out. But this – no real analysis here. It's just me saying this is Duke in football. <laughs> They're playing them at home. They're going to win. That, that's, that's as much. It's Duke. It's sometimes when I watch, like, I see the Bills are going to play, like, the Cardinals. I'm like, yeah, the Cardinals. I just kind of yeah. like, there's certain teams I just disrespect at this point, and I'm like, they're going to win. That's how I look at Duke. So you got Syracuse going 3-1 and one at this point. Yes. So I've got my classic, you know, and I don't disagree with your analysis. There um, was no analysis. I, I, so. don't, I don't know. You know, when I look at Chase Bryce, I have no idea what I'm looking at with that dude. He was – he managed to not lose the Syracuse game when he was at Clemson. I mean – Big moment. He didn't have much to do when he was throwing. He's like a bigger guy. He can run a little bit. But, you know, just Syracuse just does weird things sometimes. Syracuse just does confusing things sometimes. I've got him coming out and laying an egg against oh. Duke, and they actually lose 28 to 7. Let me not write that down. They just don't show up. Let me not write that down. They just don't show up. 28 okay. to 7. All the fans that aren't allowed to be at the dome are ticked. I would like to propose. Now to you, they're two and two. This is a good you got time. Them three and one. Three now and one. Two and two. I would like to organize a little Does bit. Anybody make a bowl game this year? Are there bowl? Games Everybody making year? a bowl game. There's like thirty-four <laughs> bowl games, thirty-five bowl games. We there's, should do a little bit of tailgating. There's bowl games. By the way. There's bowl games that don't make a team. Actually. We won't. There's... We won't tailgate on campus. But uh, Patron and I live about eight houses apart here in Syracuse see each other a lot. So I think we need to set up a little bit of a tailgate scene for some of these games. Like we oh, would when we were going to them. I want to get that. 100%. Get the projector out, oh, project it onto the back wall, and just tailgate. Can't wait. Uh, the next game, we don't know if it's going to happen. They're supposed to play Liberty here. The and fighting, if you're following the, the news. The Falwells. Yeah, the freezes. Um, if you want to look at um, this game, I don't have anything written down in this game because I don't know if it's going to happen. My only note is I wish it was Army. Yeah, I that's, mean that's the only note I have. Is I wish this year Syracuse was playing Army and dropped Liberty. They're going to start that series in a few years, but what a year to play Army! New York school, you know, those Army kids are going to be in line um, doing the right be, stuff. If they were playing Army, it'd be awesome. I wish they, they were it, at West Point on October seventeenth, but they're not. They're the whole. Have you ever been to West Point? Liberty. By the way, that place is awesome. The place is great. 
I was supposed great. to go. My so plan is go, go to Oklahoma at Army this year. You can go. Through. You can hang out at West Point. You can do the whole West Point experience. Then you cross the bridge, and you can hike um, Bear uh, Mountain, Breakneck Peak. Oh, okay. Which is awesome. So if you hike up to the top of Breakneck Peak, you can look down the Hudson into Manhattan. The whole experience is fantastic. Oh, I wish Dino could have brought the team and hike this year. Definitely go. You know, look. The whole Liberty thing is this hot-button topic that you know we're absolutely not going to talk about on this program. Right. So we're just going to skip over that. Believe what you Next. will. Want what you want. You know, Do what you do. They're not going to play Liberty. It's absolutely not going to happen. That's an open week. I'm not picking up. We're not going to count a game there, right? So you're not, not going to say it. it's a win. You're just going to – we're it. skipping it. So let's, uh, let's skip right to uh, them – Kicking the crap out of Clemson on uh, October 24th. Once again. How's that go down? Right. Clemson is a team this year that has one goal. Is it Clemson was, the reason why the ACC is playing this year? It's one I of mean, the main I mean, reasons. They, they, how much money do they stand to make by Clemson winning a national championship? You know, I'm not sure how all that's going to work. I mean, Notre Dame coming in and getting a share of that NBC money is nice for them also. But I don't know financially how it's all going to work out because they are – you know, these teams are getting killed a little bit with not having the fans and some of the other things. But when you and I discussed LSU at an earlier time about what the bar is for LSU, this year the bar for Clemson is set as high as possible. There's one goal for Clemson, and that is that national championship. Trevor Lawrence is last feel year like, there. They feel like Alabama. They feel like Alabama has the last couple of years. Yeah, there's anything less than that. To repeat what they did last year would be a failure for the Clemson program to get back to a title game and lose. That would be a failure for them. The bar couldn't be set any higher. Maybe it's unreasonable, but with the talent they have at the quarterback and running back position, and you know, defensively, yeah, every year you graduate some dudes, but you have five star freaks at every level of that defense. People know where we're going to go picking this game, but you just, if you want to just talk about Clemson for a minute and what you see with them. Yeah, I mean, did, did Xavier Thomas uh, recently opt out? He didn't opt you, out, so they you have just, the running opt out list. He actually right got COVID. He they're gonna redshirt him. He's not healthy enough to play. Is that what happened? Right. So he is gonna be redshirted this year. Um, as of a couple last I checked was a couple days ago. So Xavier Thomas is gonna redshirt because of uh, yeah. what was going on. They haven't said specifically. I don't know if it's one of those hard things or what's yep. going on with him, but. Yep. He's not going to play, but they do have Tyler Davis, Niles Pinckney are both future NFL draft picks on that defensive line, so they can afford to be like, well, we've Brian we lost Breeze. the guy. We got Brian Breeze. Brian Breeze, Miles Murphy. They bring in the top defensive end and the top defensive tackle also, uh, once again. So that defense, just they reload. Yeah. I mean, the interesting thing about Clemson is, and, and you know, I've said it, I, I've not, I have not been – shy on this program to talk about trevor lawrence and i think he is the best college quarterback prospect that i've seen play in college football since peyton manning i i mean oh, he's just he is man. incredible you he's, watch lamar jackson play it, 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 but it's that but that's not the same that's not the same he's not the same kind of quarterback i, I lamar jackson is a special kind of talent he is that dual threat kind of guy. I'm talking drop back and throw the football. 
So I guess I wouldn't say quarterback prospect. I, I just wanted say, to push you on it a little. I would bit. say I would say pocket passer prospect. Oh, he's a PPP. If, if, if you can, he's if a you pocket can, passer if, prospect. He's a, he's got a if, you, if you can roll that PPP out there, I, you know, <laughs> it's incredible. The and it, it, it's unbelievable the throws that this kid can make. But what do you do with his wide receivers this year? I mean, he's lost a lot of talent that over there. Some of these guys, I mean, I guess when you take a look at the Frank Ladson and the Joseph Nagata that were coming in and supposed to be top 10 wide receiver They're prospects. They're playing right now. I mean, what did they look like last year? They didn't look fantastic. I, I think Joseph Nagata is a guy that could be this big-bodied, just extraordinary college wide receiver, but – when you look at what he's working with in the wide receiver position, there's nothing established. There's nothing established. So Trevor Lawrence, hello, prove me right. Show me what you got because you're not working with top five NFL draft picks this year. You're working with different dudes this year. That's a good so point. Now it's you. Now it, 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 is it them or is it you? Now it's you. Show me what you got. Show the NFL guys what you got. And we're going to see whether or not he is the guy that everybody thinks he is. I think all they'll care about is winning, though. I don't think it's even going to be show us what you have for the next level. People know what Trevor Lawrence is. Last year when you would follow what was going on with Clemson, they just wanted to win. It didn't really matter. what we, like They didn't care about putting up numbers for Trevor Lawrence. So Justin Ross isn't going to play this year. T. Higgins is gone. You have two of the top running backs in the country – with Etienne and Lynn J. Dixon, and then you bring in maybe the best running back recruit in the country in Demarcus Bowman. Right, are so they talk about this kid a little bit? But are they going to just talk about Bowman a little bit? I don't know what they're going to do with him. The what was I believe I saw it say the NCAA said there is no minimum. You can play as many games as you want this year, and you still have your eligibility next year. I did. I am fairly confident. I saw it today that. Essentially, everyone is getting a free year. I don't know how that that could have a trickle-down effect for sure. So maybe in years past, do you redshirt this guy because you have a couple of dudes that can play? But they're loaded in the running back position. So will they down a receiver? So they can play the kid with ETN and still... He's a freshman next year? Yeah. That's how I interpret it today. I could be wrong. But it's going to get messy with eligibility, especially if somebody tries to push something in the spring. Yeah. I think it could get messy. Could you play for Clemson in the fall yeah. and transfer to Ohio State in the spring? I don't know. Yeah, right. All right, so uh, they lose to Clemson? I, they're going to lose to Clemson, <laughs> even though there's some questions about receivers. But they have a, a, a freak at running back that was a recruit. EJ Williams is going to be a monster for them at wide receiver. Braden Galloway's yeah. back a whole year tight end. They're going to be fine offensively. Syracuse is going to lose at Clemson. Do you remember EJ Williams is supposed to come to Syracuse, four-star wide receiver recruit, never qualified. No. Went to a community college. Yeah, it was like, uh, I think it was Doug Marone's biggest recruit. EJ Williams. It's, okay. It's, this is not him. This is not him. Okay. This is not a reincarnation of him. So I've got them losing as well. I've got them losing 35 to 14. 38 to 14. Now, when we get to Halloween next, I need to bring up a point you've made to me for quite a few years with Syracuse football, and that's like, when do you like, – you're not going to be Clemson. You're not going to be Notre Dame. So we I've, get that. I've got them at 2 and 3. You've got them at 3 and 2. 
I have them at three wins and two losses. I've got them at two and three. And and this is a great point that you're about to make. So because it's your point, uh, maybe. <laughs> um, you don't even no, know what it is. You're mean, certain, no, you I, know I, what I'm going to say. It, it, I know what you're going to say, and, it, and it's and it's and it's perfect. The middle of the road. Ten thirty-one. They're playing Wake Forest. Here we go. Jamie Newman left for Georgia. Boom. Kevin, go ahead. Well, you've just talked about the fact we know you're not going to be Clemson and Notre Dame. We understand that. But can Syracuse be in that upper tier? The middle pack, can you be in that upper tier of the middle pack here? Can you now beat teams like North Carolina, Louisville, Wake Forest? Wake Forest has done a nice job the last few years. They've been bowling the last four years. 100%. This is a program where you need to show you can beat them. My how I feel about Wake Forest from the end of last season to right now has definitely changed because they had one of the best quarterbacks in the conference coming back. Now he's going to play for Georgia. You had one of the best wide receivers coming back, and he has now opted out. So there are some question marks with Wake Forest. That has to be tough to replace at a school like Wake Forest, those two players. Really tough to replace and, and, and almost insurmountable to replace. I, I have Syracuse winning this game because of those things that you just said. And and as we look at a Syracuse team and can they be, you know, you say middle of the pack, but just can they be a perennial bowl team? You know, that's what you're looking at. You have a team that 6-6 that six and six in making a bowl is the bottom. You know, yeah, and, I like that. And, and that's what that's what Syracuse is trying to do. And then you you catch lightning in a bottle. You get a say Sherratt. You get a Jamie Newman, and you make some noise. You get a if you're Louisville, you get a uh, Lamar Jackson, and all of a sudden you're you find yourself in the top five, top ten, and everybody's talking about you with a Heisman Trophy winner. You get a Donovan McNabb. So Syracuse wants to be that. If you want to be that, you got to beat Wake Forest this year. They're not a strong team. Syracuse wins this game 28-21. I'm, I'm bummed out that Wake Forest is not going to have Surratt and Newman playing for them this year. As a fan of the ACC, 100%. that was Good a team call. that was going to be exciting. So as I look at last year to this year, that does bum me out a little bit because that was going to be pretty cool to watch. I've got the orange right now, Patron, at four and two. Oh. Four and two, and you just got them back to 500 with that win at home. But now. Boston College is, BC. is coming to town. So Boston College is going to come to town. They've got a new head coach. They've got David Bailey replacing A.J. Dillon, who we saw what 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 David Bailey can Wait, do. Wait, is that game here? Or what? They play I think it, it's here. It's here because they played. I wrote down that it's here, but all I picture is Dylan and Bailey running into the end zone here against Syracuse. But no, anyways, I think that was in Boston. That was Justin okay. Hill last okay. year, wasn't it? Yes. I don't know. Yeah, take a look. But so, uh, Boston College is replacing some guys. They're replacing a head coach. Who knows how that's gonna go? When I look at this, this is a bad time to replace. Anthony Brown transferring to Oregon. A.J. Dillon gone. You bring in a new head coach. And, look, I mean, he's the defensive coordinator at Ohio State. I'm sure he's a really, really good coach. It's just the wrong time for it. I think this is a really, really ugly game. 
that Syracuse pulls off 17 to 7. They did uh, the game was at the dome last year and you had both those guys go over 170 yards those running backs for BC. That was brutal. There are some so unknowns. Was that Chestnut Hill this year? Uh I didn't check that far. It uh, might still be at Syracuse this year cuz it, it is at Syracuse. One yeah. of those weird Yeah. yeah. So it is at Syracuse this year. There's some unknowns for Boston College because they had the Notre Dame kid transfer him, Jerkovich, I think. I don't know exactly how to pronounce his name, but they had yeah. a Notre. He was third string quarterback at Notre Dame, but he was a high profile recruit 100%. at Notre Dame. Yeah. So yeah. he now comes in. He got the waiver, so he can play. Uh, people think really highly of the offensive line in conversation for the best offensive line in this conference. I also have Syracuse winning this game. Right now, as you mentioned, tough time to take over the program. You might have been the D.C. at Ohio State last year. You don't have. Wait, people think of Boston College as the best offensive line in the ACC? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think they're right up there. Oh. Yeah, they have. I mean, they've got Sunday guys. You have no. I mean, Notre I Dame does, too. I didn't too, know that. But Boston College has some players. Ben Petrula, Alec Lindstrom. Those are guys who are going to play on Sunday. And then you've got um, Tyler Vrabel. Also on that offensive line, so they have some players there on that. Tyler offensive Vrabel line. is a Vrabel son. Mike Vrabel's son. That's something that's fun to watch. And then you also have JV on Dane. So Ron Dane's son. Ron Dane's son is a in the is mix. he a running back too? He is a running back. Because I love when I love when the son plays the same position as the father. That just makes it more exciting. All right. So yeah, that's um. You know, so you do a have a lot him of times you're like Anthony Munez, you know, NFL. Hall of Famer at the offensive line, and his kid plays like wide receiver. That's not as fun. No, I, yeah, that's I wanna, true. I'll I want to see that. the kid play the same. The so same you do position. have Rondane's son on that team, but Boston College does have some nice pieces, just not enough talent there. I agree. It's going to be Win. an uglier game. But I'm looking at this record. I have them five and two right now. Jeez, Syracuse's national championship material. They might make the CFP. Louisville at Louisville. At KFC Arena, or no, that's their uh, the Yum Center. The Yum Center. Playing in the Yum Center. <laughs> that's that's the the uh, basketball place. They're playing whatever the football stadium's called. Scott Satterfield, ACC Coach of the Year. Well deserved last year. That was well impressive. deserved. We thought that maybe he wasn't going to get it because we thought it was just maybe going to go to Dabo. But Scott Satterfield should have got it. Got it. Well deserved. What do you see with this game? Louisville offense is explosive. We discussed the Syracuse defense at length at the start of this episode, and now you do have seven games under your belt. But this Louisville offense is going to be right up there with Clemson. I don't know. They're, they might have the best group of talent offensively that you're going to see. They found their quarterback in Cunningham. Tutu Atwell, which is huge. Tutu Atwell is an NFL wide receiver. He was unguardable the second half of the season last year. They have a running back that is outstanding in Javion Hawkins. This is one of those teams that brings back skill guys that terrify you. Syracuse is not going to be able to keep up with a Louisville offense this year. I've got Louisville winning this game pretty easily. I, I, I have that as well. I've got Louisville winning this game going away, uh, going away. I mean, this is a 38-10 uh, to 10 win for Louisville. 
that's going to be a fun team for this year when you don't have as many games going on. You're a college football fan. Louisville is going to be a fun team for you to tune in and watch. Even in their, I mean, their losses were to good programs last year on the road. They were an impressive program. Check out when you have that opportunity. Maybe you've been watching some of the other games last year, but now you get a chance to see Louisville. As a Syracuse fan, the one thing you can hold on to is they had one of the worst defenses in the ACC last year. So maybe 38 to 10 is bad, but should I go 38 like 35? Take the should over. Be- Whatever the over is, take the over in this game. They couldn't get after the quarterback. Teams were able to throw the ball on them. So Syracuse, probably some empty calories in the fourth quarter, but I've got Louisville winning this game. Are we doing empty calories to lead into the game after Thanksgiving? Did you just do that? Oh, I did it. like November 28th is the game after Thanksgiving, right? All right. Are we going empty calories? Who eats – I mean, like, so do you eat the mashed potatoes or the buns? at thanksgiving because i just skipped those i mean you don't eat those this there's, there's I, you know way what I too much good stuff i i skipped the turkey at thanksgiving for the most part oh jeez, really because the sides that end up and patron and i are able to spend right. most thanksgivings together the sides that it's end up there sides meal are so good. I can get turkey, man. I've had turkey. I know what I'm getting Same with turkey. Same with the buns. I can get the buns. I don't. You need get the buns. buns. I don't need. Patron gets the buns. I don't need. I don't need. I don't need biscuits. Okay. I, I, like I can have biscuits. All right. And they just take up room in my stomach during Thanksgiving. I like the that, sides. That could be filled with sides. I don't. The turkey, I'll take a little bit, a little bit of a dark meat or something like that. But I want the sides, and I'll go back a second time for the sides for sure. Yeah. Um, anyway, what are we talking about? Uh, Dave Doran? NC State. We got NC State. Uh, 2019 was not a good year for to- uh, for Coach Doran. Down the stretch, six losses. They were banged up, and he has shuffled his staff. New offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator this year. So it's not the complete overhaul that Boston College has, but that's a program that is bringing some new people in, and they couldn't find their quarterback last year. We saw them with a couple of different people. They did beat Syracuse, right? They they beat Syracuse with like a like a Thursday like a, night like game. Walk on running back. I forget if it was Hawkman or, or Leary last year for them. This is another game like Wake Forest where Syracuse needs to get the win here, and I do have a little bit of a feeling like you had with Duke. Where at some point it's just gonna be a dud of a game for the Orange, and with NC State makes me nervous here. I think they're gonna get tripped up in one of these home games. You had it being Duke. I think it's gonna be NC State. They do return their quarterback and some receivers, and Zonovan Knight, impressive as a freshman, solid running back. Syracuse. Not going to get it done in this game. Look, I mean, with with NC State, they've got their top three wide receivers returning. They're big dudes. Uh, Amaziki is six foot three. Devin Carter six foot four. Thayer Thomas is your small, quick guy that's running around out there. So I mean, they they have some wide receivers, but I don't think they have enough. I have Syracuse winning this game. I have Syracuse winning this game comfortably. Uh, what do you got? 20. We got a lot of 20s. 38 to 20. So you've got 
I win there for the Orange. Don't say we've got. You're the one doing the scores. I'll come back after. What do you got? I mean, what do you got? What's my record right now? I've got the Orange at five and four, as do you. So we didn't count. If you fell asleep for a little bit and you're just waking back up, we didn't count the Liberty game. <laughs> um, we we don't know what's happening there, and we'll, we'll Notre catch Dame? up there. So that lead, they're sitting at five and four. Both of us have the orange at five and four Ooh, as they travel to Notre Dame. To Notre Dame with Henny and Patron present. They're opening that's up the, the plan. stadium at that point, and we are attending this game. That's our plan. The the final game South for the Bend. Orange right now, going to South Bend. What are you feeling, Patron? I don't know. I just threw my papers all over the floor because this is the last game that we're talking about. Brian Kelly somehow has perpetually been on the hot seat for like the last like five years. That dude is thirty-three and six. He's had the most successful three-year run at Notre Dame since the early nineties, and for some reason, it doesn't live up to the expectations. I don't understand like how good you need to be. So, I mean, look, and, and I talked about it uh, before with you. I, I think that Ian Book is a very fantastic quarterback. I think their defense is a top three, top four ACC defense. Yes, I'm going to include them, ACC defense. Sorry, Notre Dame, you are in the ACC this year. This is a very tough game for Syracuse that I don't see them pulling off. Notre Dame is just too good. Ian Book is fantastic. They've got five-star, four-star recruits all over the place. They've got, uh, you know, Tommy Reese, their new offensive coordinator. That was cool to who see. Is, who is John, you know, he, he, he's going to be good. He's, I didn't realize he's been he's gone been that a, long. He's been a good coach everywhere he's been, and he's going to be good. Time has flown so, by, though. Like, don't you remember? He was the quarterback, like, how like when I saw Tommy Reese is now the offensive coordinator, hundred <laughs> percent. I was like, time is flying by. Tommy Reese was 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 a guy of your youth. I don't know. No, wasn't Tommy Reese there like twenty twelve ish? Wasn't he like? Oh, so you're a guy when you're old already, and now that's he's what the I mean. <laughs> when I saw Tommy Reese's name there, if you would have told me that Tommy Reese was Ian Book's backup coming into the season, be like, oh, okay, he's not the starter there anymore. Time <laughs> is flying by, Patron. That and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm misremembering how recently Tommy Reese was there. But but that did that did startle me a little bit. Uh, Notre Dame could be a team in this game that is playing for an opportunity to go to the ACC championship game in a playoff conversation. So the Orange could be traveling out there with an opportunity to ruin someone's season here. Ooh. So I, you're thought, looking, I thought you were going to go to Notre Dame's going to be motivated. You're going to or Syracuse. Is, no, is Notre Dame looking past the Orange? Because, you know, a week or two after this, they have the Clemson Tigers in Charlotte to go to the playoff. Either way, Notre Dame's winning this yeah. game. <laughs> but does Syracuse – it could Notre be Notre cool. Dame does lose, like, a lot of dudes. I mean, the, how That's many guys true. did they have drafted? They had to have, like, four or five guys drafted. That You got uh, yeah, uh, Komet, Cole Komet, Chase Claypool – uh, was Tony Jones drafted? Was that a guy that was drafted? And then you had Tony, the Pride kid, the yeah, cornerback. The, the, the went, Pride was yeah. drafted. So, I mean, you got a lot of guys off of that team that were NFL guys who got That's drafted. That's true. So they're losing a lot of talent. So do they still have enough talent to beat 
The mighty Syracuse Orange? They do. They'll have enough guys <laughs> to be able to get a win over Syracuse at home at that point of the year. There, yeah. Yeah. There no. <laughs> I think I already said. But I mean, it's a little boring. Both of us have Syracuse at 5-5 five and five right now. As we get into it. Do you it. make a bowl at 5-5? Five and five? Are there bowls? TBD. Rice bowl. We could have a bowl here. That could be fun. In the backyard? I would say not like uh, West Hill High School. You could right, use right, right down, down there. the high school. Yeah. So we both have Syracuse at 5-5. Five and five. You know, look, and I think that's a reasonable place for Syracuse to be this year. I think there's a lot of Syracuse people that would sign on for a 500 record this year. When you were talking about before the season started and playing 12 games, I think you would have signed on for six and six, you know, 500 record, including your Liberty win and your Colgate win. So if you get to five and five without playing Liberty, without playing Colgate, with playing an ACC schedule, you've got to be pretty happy if you're Syracuse. People have to shift their mindset in terms of final record or whatever it might be. You traditionally would have, you know, tacked on two more wins into this schedule based on a couple of those games that you mentioned. And if you would tell people Syracuse is 7-5 and five and going to a bowl game, that's what we're looking for here. And that would be a really enjoyable season to watch, a successful season for the Orange. And you, we talked about with the SEC program, same kind of thing. With the conference only, if you can get to 500 in these conferences, that is going to be the type of season that Syracuse would look back and go, yeah, that was a good season. 100%. Our mind, our, every year when you get to play the cupcakes, it's a different approach. Your final record is a little misleading. So I'll take a 5-5 five and five Orange team right now. I'll take a 5. Sure. Uh, yeah, absolutely. 100% 10-game ACC schedule. You go 5-5. Five and five. I am totally good with that. The brutal Dino, road schedule. Dino Babers, Dino Babers is for real, by the way, too. I, I think that Dino Babers is a great coach. I think that Dino Babers has a great offensive philosophy. You plug in somebody that can get the defense to at least good enough to stave off enough points. You know, like, I mean, take a look at like Mike Leach's coaching career. I think Dino Babers is that sort of offensive mind. I think Dino Babers can have an offense that's consistently that good. It's going to come down to can you find a defensive guy who can stop them enough. I don't need you to be seven points a game. I need you to hold a team under 20, and we win. You hold a team under 20, we win every time. If Tony White's able to bring this defense from the bottom of the ACC and just move it where you're seventh, eighth best defense in the ACC, that's all we're looking for here. That translates to wins, and then you're above 500 moving forward. 100%. Kevin? Patron. That was fun. That's that, that's the first I've time. Doing this. That's the first time we've sat and just talked about one team uh, on a preview like that. I enjoyed it. I don't have anything else for tonight. I loved going through their schedule. I loved going through their team. That's all we have for tonight. As always, check us out. Give us a follow on Twitter at Henny and Patron. You can listen and subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Go on and rate and review us. Follow us on Spotify, Anchor, Stitch, essentially anywhere podcasts are found. Check out our page on Facebook at Henny and Patron, the two drink minimum. Friend me at Dan Patron. Special thanks to our breweries tonight. Warhorse Brewing Company with the Nitro Breakfast with Churchill Stout and Saranac Brewery on the second backup beer for that juicy ale for the beers tonight. 
I am Dan Patron, and he is Kevin Hennigan. And this is the two drink minimum. Cheers. Cheers.